This morning we're going to continue our series that we've been going through called Good News for All. As a church family, we've been studying together a book of the Bible. We've been looking at the Gospel of Luke. This was written by a man named Luke, and he wanted to share about Jesus' life to this young Christian called Theophilus. And so Luke, he doesn't just put together a nice little made-up story, but he researches, he, he gets eyewitness testimonies, he gets accounts from different people who knew Jesus, who walked with Jesus, had encounters with Jesus, and he compiled this, all these writings and these testimonies together to put this book for you and I, to talk about the life of Jesus, to tell us about who Jesus was and what he has come to do. And he comes to the conclusion that Jesus is God in the flesh. He is the Son of God, fully man, fully of God, and that this is good news for all. Jesus has come for all people. Doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, doesn't matter what your past is, Jesus is for all people. Not just religious people or holier than thou people. He's come for the worst of the worst and the best of the best. And I'm so thankful for that. It is good news for all. And we've been looking at the life of Jesus together. We've looked at his miraculous birth. We've seen, we've seen his early years. We've seen also him stepping into ministry. And that's what we are focusing on. Now as a church family, Jesus beginning to minister. Go around telling people about who he is in the kingdom of God. But as we've looked at over the last number of weeks, Jesus didn't do this in his own strength. Jesus just didn't go around in his own power, even though he's fully God, telling people about himself and the kingdom of God, reconciling man to God. He didn't do it in his own strength, but he had a helper. The Bible says that Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he was led by the Holy Spirit. It says in Luke 3, verse 21 to 22, how it says one day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. A voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son and you bring me great joy. Jesus was filled with the Holy Spirit, not because he needed to be, but as an example to you and me. Says then, Luke 4, verse 1 to 2, then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. He was led by the Spirit in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. So Jesus moved and was led by the Holy Spirit. Says this in Luke 4, verse 14, then Jesus returned to Galilee, filled with the Holy Spirit's power and reports about him spread quickly through the whole region. Then it says in Luke 4, verse 17 to 19, the scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He enrolled the scroll and found the place where this was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim that captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. In this church, we believe in the Holy Spirit. We believe our God is three in one. God the Father, God the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. We believe all three are co-equal. They're fully God. We believe that the Holy Spirit isn't just an it or a thing or some holy aura or like Casper the ghost. We believe that the Holy Spirit is a person, fully God. He is God in the now and he's come to lead us to Jesus. He's come to dwell in us to help us live for Jesus. But over the last few weeks, we've been looking at his role and his work within our lives. And last time we looked at the baptism in the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit has come for all of us who believe in Jesus, not just to save us from our sins and adopt us into the family of God, but he's come to help us live for Jesus, but also to be witnesses for Jesus. In other words, to tell people in our world about Jesus. 
I know how hard that can be. I'm sure you know how hard that can be. We need help. I need help. In this world in which we are living in, we need help to tell people about Jesus. It's not a, an easy thing to bring up in everyday conversation. We can talk about the weather. We can talk about football. We can talk about the tennis, Wimbledon, whatever. But it's hard to talk about Jesus. We need help. But God hasn't left us on our own. He sent his Holy Spirit to fill us, to empower us, to live this supernatural life for Jesus. You know, I remember when I first heard about the Holy Spirit, I was scared. I was frightened. But then when our former pastor, Pastor Rob, came to this church, he taught about the Holy Spirit and he encouraged us to be filled with the Holy Spirit. That word filled with the Holy Spirit means to be immersed or to be clothed with power from on high, to know God's presence in your life and through your life and on your life, to know the hand of God upon you. He encouraged us to do that. And as a young person at the age of 18 in that room there, in a youth connect group, in a small group of young people, which met on a, on a Monday night, he taught us about the Holy Spirit. And then he prayed and asked if anyone would like to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And I remember just there in that night, receiving the Holy Spirit for myself, being filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, we believe in this church and the Bible teaches that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, there is a sign, there is a, a first sign, there is initial evidence that someone's been filled with the Holy Spirit. And that is speaking in other tongues and speaking in a language that we haven't learned, this God-given language. And we believe in that. And I remember as God was filling me, I could feel his presence. I could feel his love bubbling up inside me as I was worshiping, as I was praying. I knew God was filling me with his Holy Spirit, but I didn't quite go for it. I was afraid. I was scared. I thought, is God really filling me here? Am I making this up? Am I crazy? Is it just me? Or is this God? Is this really God? Or am I just acting nuts here? And so I sort of stopped. I put a cap on what God was doing in my life. I was afraid. But then I remember going home that night and I said, Lord, I'm sorry for doing that. I'm sorry I was afraid. Lord, would you just fill me with your spirit? And I remember in my bedroom at the age of 18, not even in church, in my bedroom, as I prayed and called upon God and as I worshiped Jesus, God began to fill me with his spirit. And I began to speak and praise in other languages that I've never learned before as God enabled me, not as I made it up, as God enabled me. It was an overflow of my praise and worship. It was this heavenly language that just came out as I was praising God and you know we see this this isn't just from my example we see this time and time again in the Bible the people were filled with the Holy Spirit in Acts the book of Acts which happens on the day of Pentecost the church began and it's about the Acts the stories of the followers of Jesus after Jesus rose from the grave we see that the people of God were filled with the Holy Spirit they were baptized in the Holy Spirit. And last week we learned a little bit about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, but you might be wondering today, how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? How can you be filled with the Holy Spirit? Maybe you want to know God's help in your life. Maybe you're struggling to live for Jesus and you need God's help because I know that when I was filled with the Holy Spirit, that was a game changer for me in my walk with the Lord. Everything changed. It was like the light came on. I had this fresh passion and love for God. I wanted to tell people about Jesus. The Holy Spirit made a difference in my life. But I want to say today, the Holy Spirit isn't just for pastors. He isn't just for church leaders. The Holy Spirit is for everyone. The Holy Spirit is for you. And you can be filled with the Holy Spirit today. If you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you can know him today. He wants to fill you. He wants to help you live this Christian life and wants to help you tell other people about Jesus. So you might be wondering today, how can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? Well, today I want to share with you four simple, practical ways in which you can be baptized with the Holy Spirit. 
which you can know God filling your life, filling you with the Holy Spirit. And the first way that we can know God filling us with the Holy Spirit is to remove all obstacles. This is the first thing that we must do if we want to know God, the Holy Spirit in our lives. Remove all obstacles. Or in other words, we must pray, repent, and confess any sin within our lives. Sin is the thing that separates us from God. It cuts us off from God. God is holy. God is perfect. And sin is disobedience from God. It's saying, God, I don't want to do things your way. I want to do things my way. And sin cuts us off from God, from knowing God within our lives, from knowing his blessing and his help within our lives. And if we want to know the Holy Spirit working within our lives, first of all, we need to confess our sin, remove all obstacles. And I'm saying this to Christians here because even as Christians, we still mess up. We still fail from time to time. We still get things wrong. But if you want to know God, the Holy Spirit filling you and being baptized, we need to remove all obstacles. Get rid of anything that stands in the way of God working in and through your life. Like a block drain. Imagine in winter's time, maybe you, there's a block drain outside in your house and it's filled with all the leaves from the trees that have fallen, all the gunk and all the rubbish. If we want the water to flow through a drain pipe and get back down the drain, you need to remove all the rubbish. And it's the same within our lives. I don't need to tell you this morning. I don't need to stand here today and judge you on what might be stopping God within your lives. Because the Bible says, remove the log out of your own eye first before you take the splinter out of somebody else's eye. We're good at telling other people what's wrong in their lives, aren't we? But we're not so good at looking at ourselves. And it begins with us. And so today, I want to encourage you, if you want to be filled with the Holy Spirit, ask God to search your heart. Is this something he's pressing on your heart even right now that you know is wrong, that's cutting you off from God? And this morning, bring it before God. Say, Lord, would you forgive me? Lord, would you cleanse me? And as we've already celebrated around communion this morning, Jesus died to pay the price for our sins, to remove our sins through his precious blood that shed his body that was broken. He's made a way possible that we can be forgiven. So this morning, ask God to forgive you of sin. Peter said on the day of Pentecost in Acts 2, 38 to 39, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God. And be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you, to your children, and all those who are far away. All will be called by the name of our God. For all. Holy Spirit is for all. Just remove anything that's in your life. I want to encourage you this morning. Put your life right with God. That is the first step in knowing the Holy Spirit filling you. Coming to fill your life. So remove all obstacles. Then the second way in which we can know the baptism of the Holy Spirit, know God filling us with the Spirit, pretty obvious. Ask God to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Pretty straightforward, isn't it? Ask God to be filled with the Spirit. Jesus said these powerful words in Luke 11 verse 13. He said, so if you sinful people know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the gift of the Holy Spirit to those who ask him, ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I believe that the Holy Spirit is for me. Lord, I get rid of all rubbish in my life. And Lord, I pray, would you fill me with your Holy Spirit? God wants to baptize you with his Holy Spirit. And let me just say, the Holy Spirit is the best gift we can all receive. He's the best gift of all, better than any birthday present, better than any Christmas present, better than any, any car, better than any phone, better than any house. The best gift we could ever receive is knowing God 
living within us. The Holy Spirit living within us. And all you need to do, if you're a follower of Jesus, is say, Lord, fill me with your spirit. Keep asking, Jesus said. Maybe you've asked that and maybe God hasn't filled you yet. Jesus says, don't give up. Ask and you will receive. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. God wants to fill you. More than you want to be filled, God wants you to know the Holy Spirit within your life. So just ask. Keep on asking. Make sure there's no rubbish in your life, no sin in your life. Just keep on asking and you will be filled. Number three, third way we can be filled with the Holy Spirit is receive the Holy Spirit by faith. It's by faith. The Bible says as followers of God, we are to live by faith and walk by faith and not by sight. That is how we are to live. You might be saying, what does it mean to receive the Holy Spirit by faith? What does it mean by faith? You know, I know this, sometimes it can come across weird to our earthly minds. It can come across strange. It can come across like we're making this up and it's just just hype and all these things. But we're not making this up. Our faith is in Jesus. Faith is believing in the unseen, putting our trust in the unseen God, knowing that he is real, knowing that he is alive. And when we ask God to fill us with our Holy Spirit, with his Holy Spirit, we're saying, God, I believe. I believe in your Holy Spirit. I believe that he wants to fill us and fill me right now. It's believing, even though we might not see, even though we might not fully understand or we can wrap our minds around it, faith is taking that that plunge, in other words, is taking that step, is taking, getting out of our comfort zone, saying, God, I believe the Holy Spirit is real. I believe that you want to fill me with your Holy Spirit because your word says, not because I feel it or not because I might fully understand, but because you say, Lord, and so I'm going to trust in you and I'm going to put my trust in you here and ask you to fill me with your Holy Spirit. As I said, I remember when I was being filled with the Holy Spirit in that room, I felt the presence of God, but those doubts came into my mind. I thought, is this really me? Or is this God? Am I making this up? Can I really feel God here? Or is this just hype because of everybody in the room? Am I, is it just because I'm thinking this? But I can assure you it wasn't. It was God. I knew God's presence in my life. And you know, when I went home, I said, Lord, I'm sorry, but I trust you. Fill me. I believe in you. Even though I might not fully understand, I believe, I believe in you. And I want to encourage you this morning. You might not fully understand. You might even be a little bit scared. That's okay, because I was a little bit scared. God knows us. God knows you this morning. He knows everything about you. He knows how you're feeling. And don't you think he, he, he wants to fill you with the Spirit? It's not a scary thing. He wants to fill you with the Spirit. But this morning, third step in receiving is by faith. You might say, how can I get faith? The Bible says faith comes from hearing and hearing the Word of God. It's not making it up. It's not a funny feeling that we make up. It is by hearing the word about Jesus, hearing the word of God. Faith comes that way. Faith is a gift from God. As it says in Ephesians, we haven't earned this. It is a gift from God. So ask God even this morning to give you faith. And you might say today, Pastor Luke, I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I believe in the Holy Spirit, but I haven't got much faith. Again, good news for you. Jesus said, faith as small as a mustard seed can move mountains. It's not about faith in ourselves or our where we are with God or our religious behavior is faith in Almighty God. It's faith in Him. You trust in Him that He's a good, good God, a good, good Father. It says this in Hebrews 11, verse 6. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and He rewards those 
who sincerely seek him. He rewards. Anybody want a reward here today? He rewards if you seek him. There is blessing. It is a good thing when you look after, search for God and put God first. So I want to encourage you today in faith, receive the Holy Spirit. These are three steps in which you can be filled with the Holy Spirit. Remove all the rubbish from your life. Ask God to fill you. Receive by faith. And then once you do receive the Holy Spirit, final thing, number four, as we come towards an end, is be filled with him every single day. God doesn't want you just to have an experience of the Holy Spirit in church and that's it. But God promises in his word there, says in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 14. I love this in the message translation. It says, the amazing grace of the master, Jesus Christ, the extravagant love of God, the intimate friendship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. I love that, intimate friendship. God wants to be your friend. We are called friends of God as we sing, I am a friend of God. God is our friend and he wants, just like with you, with your normal friends, your earthly friends, God is our friends and he wants to have a relationship with us, a friendship with us on a day-by-day basis. How do you speak to your friends? What's your relationship with you, like with your friends? We speak to them every day. We share our lives with them every day. We laugh with them. We cry with them when they're going through difficulties. We're there with them. We keep contact with them. And that's what it should be with God. Friendship with God. And that's what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. God wants you every day to know his presence within your life. He wants to know you every day. He wants to speak with you every day. He wants to have fellowship and communion and friendship with you every single day. We need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. I want to know God every day, not just on Sundays. God isn't just contained to this building. God wants to meet with you in your home tomorrow morning. God wants to meet with you this afternoon as you leave this place. If you're driving home, God wants to be with you at all times. It is friendship with the Holy Spirit. And we can know friendship with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with him every single day. But you know, there's a reason why we need to be filled with him every day. It's not just to have friendship with him. But if you notice in in Ephesians chapter 5, these powerful words in Ephesians chapter 5, it says about being filled with the Holy Spirit. It says, don't be drunk with wine, but instead be filled with the Holy Spirit. The word in the Greek means keep on being filled. It says be filled with the Holy Spirit. But then after that, the Apostle Paul gives all these incredible, it seems like this high list of demands for Christians. He goes through relationships within our Christian lives. He says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loves the church. Wives, be obedient, submit to the authority of your husbands. Then it says about children, obeying parents. It talks then about, the Apostle Paul talks about, about slaves in those times. It was back in those times in their culture. Slaves obeying their masters and masters being kind to their slaves. What's this got to do, you might say, with the Holy Spirit? Well, I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Spirit in my everyday relationships with other people as well. I need the Holy Spirit's help in all those ways. And we need to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that you can love your husband, love your wife, love your boyfriend, love your girlfriend. I don't know about you, but I need the Holy Spirit's help to do that because sometimes I mess up, I get things wrong, I hurt people. I need help sometimes to, to be a good, a good son, a good, a good child, because I know I can mess up in that way and my parents can attest to that as well. Maybe sometimes you need help in being a good parent. That's why you need to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day. It's not just for some religious experience. It's so God wants to help you on a practical level every day to live for Him. You need help in those relationships. In your workplace, how many of you have got difficult bosses? 
Don't put your hands up here because it's going to go online. But if you need help in your workplace, God will help you. You need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit's help in work. I might need his strength to get through a task. I might need God. God is a practical God. He's a God of the everyday and he wants you to be filled with the Holy Spirit, not just to have a nice experience or to have a nice tingly feeling in your fingers or so you could speak in just some funny language that has no relation to your life and people will think you're weird. God wants to fill you with his Spirit to help you live for Jesus every day because it is very hard to live for him every day. It's hard in this world. It's hard in ourselves, but we're not on our own. God has sent his Spirit to help us. God has sent his spirit to empower us every day so that we can do those things. And I don't know about you, but I need his help. And so this morning, as we come to an end of this message, I just want to simply encourage you, be filled with the Holy Spirit. We're a Pentecostal church. I need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit as a people and as a church. And I'm so glad that God has given his spirit to help us live for him every day, but also to tell other people about him. Because there is a world out there that's going to a lost eternity unless they hear the good news of Jesus. There is a world out there that needs to hear about the love of Jesus, the love of an amazing heavenly father. There is a world out there that is broken by sin, by addictions, by family problems, difficulties, hardships, by problems with the economy. But we've got a God who is there with us, who's helping us, who's there to strengthen us, who's there day by day. And is there to rescue and save us. What a God we belong to. What a God we serve this morning. He is the one true God. The only God. The living God. And we can know him within our lives. So this morning, if you haven't been filled with the Holy Spirit, get rid of rubbish in your life. Ask God. Receive by faith. And once you receive the Holy Spirit, ask God to fill you every single day. If you, haven't, if you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, but you haven't been for a long, long time, Say, Lord, fill me again. Fill me anew. I need your help today. On a practical level, I need your help in the home today, Lord. Help you need your help to help me live for Jesus today, Lord. Help me. And watch how God will fill you with the Spirit and help you to live for Him every single day.